This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. Well, all right. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Our uh, year in review show, Susie and Tyler's hanging. Uh, what is uh, our first time doing the podcast in our mobile gear? Welcome, Susie. How you doing? I'm amazing, Frank. How are you? Hi, I'm Tyler. Good. Hi. Look at us go. Yeah. So if you're catching us uh, this year in review, it is a special deal for us because, um, first off, the past year has been incredible, uh, and we have had many ups and downs, and we are just grateful that you guys hang with us. And particularly, this show is pretty special because we've got our little mo- mobile studio thing set up right here in the garage. Frank, you had a vision and you made it possible. Well, it was sometimes like the vision was clouded and blinded. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to get too much into the technicals, but what that means is we're going to be able to take the show anywhere, anytime. That's anywhere. what's cool. Oh, yeah. Scalable Ranch Nation. Yeah, which means, uh, so we figured we'd do the year in review. Uh, I think we've had something like 50 shows this past year with a smorgasbord. Has it been that many? I think so, yeah. Wow. Time flies. It does time fly. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. And so, you know, we always say we're grateful uh, for you guys hanging with us. Of course, on the uh, iTunes, you can catch Ranch Nation, as well as uh, we play out of 88.7 The Pulse. That's the East Valley Institute of Technology. Susie, can you talk about EVIT? Let the folks know what is so special about EVIT. Yeah, absolutely, Frank. You know, EVIT um, is a technological school that, I guess it's a skill set school, right? Where Yeah, it's for trades. Yeah, and I was amazed. I mean, they have mechanics, they have culinary, they even have, uh, is it firefighting they have there? They have firefighting. Yeah, welding. Tyler actually took welding, I think. Welding and automotive. Well, you were part of the automotive program out there. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, you've been with us three years uh, here at the garage, and one of the reasons why we do it out of EVIT, I think it's special for all of us, Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is to be able to do a show and be connected to the school, one of these amazing schools. Uh, we did, uh, I think it was two years ago, we did the Skills USA National Competition. We had the show there in Kentucky. Of course, Mike Rowe was in house, but we didn't get to. <laughs> Not that time. We didn't. No, we didn't. Mike Rowe all... was really there? Mike yeah. Rowe was oh, in yeah. house. Oh. He's a huge supporter of Skills USA. That is so cool. Yeah. So, uh, big shout out to Evit. That's where we do the show. You guys will hear us from uh, 88.7 The Pulse. We, we're proud to be out of that uh, studio. And then, of course, on Saturday, we replay uh, KFNX. You know, it's an AM station that has a 50,000 watt signal, and it gives uh, folks uh, another opportunity to. Hear our show. Yes, it is. Yeah. So as we always do, uh, we're going to get into uh, some of the news. And I would like to start off with Toyota and Mazda are spending $6 million on some fish in Alabama. Fish. Now, why would you think they Like as in fish, fish? Like yeah, water? like fish. Like they're like these are the water. car manufacturers, Toyota and Mazda. Uh, they're spending $6 million out there. Uh, of course, they're doing some special things. Uh, I'd like to add they're adding jobs. They're okay. building factories okay. right here in the United States, which is really cool. I mean, we've heard some news lately that seems yeah. like with General Motors. Yeah. Ups. I was going to say that sounded a little fishy, but till you said <laughs> they're they opening up some jobs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just over a month uh, since Mazda and Toyota actually broke ground, uh, they've got this new venture plant out in Alabama. And as they sign this deal, they're going to be making uh, Toyota Corollas. They're going to be doing all kinds of stuff out there. They actually went out and spent millions, six million to protect. What kind of fish do they have out there? They have the spring 
pygmy sunfish. Never heard of it. Okay. I've never heard of it. I haven't either. But the fact is they're... But they're doing something good. To the ecology. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think growing up, we used to have back in the 70s and 80s, it was a bad time. People didn't care what was in the back. (laughs) I mean, Tyler, you didn't come from... No. No. You came into a green society. But Susie, you remember back in the day. Oh, yeah. But now we're seeing some results of some of our behaviors in the past. You know, like the plastic in the oceans and whatnot. Of course, like straws. I actually was uh, at a chicken joint earlier today with my kids. And my daughter, my oldest, she was like, oh, gosh, I got the straw. I'm not supposed to get the straw. They kill turtles. Oh, (laughs) it's it's something we think about now for some reason. At least I know my generation. Even when I grab a straw, I'm like, do I really need the straw? Yeah. It's not just straws, but yeah, plastic in general. I just started cutting up, you know, the the six pack. When I buy my six packs of sodas, Mm -hmm. I start Mm -hmm. cutting up my plastic. uh, We've come a long way. We've come a long way. But that 1.6 billion facility in Huntsville, Alabama, will be primarily making the uh, to- 2020 uh, Toyota Corolla, which is uh, that's tough selling. Yeah. Corolla, that's... that car ain't going anywhere. No, oh, no that's been around no. forever. I always said if they, if if Toyota, if we had nothing but Corollas on the street, <laughs> I don't. A lot of mechanics would be out of business. I think because they're oh, so yeah. yeah they're still they're, they're so dependable aren't they? they life yeah so there you have it that's the news uh, it's good to see the big big manufacturers not only creating jobs here in the United States but also being uh, conscientious about uh, their neighborhood and you said that was in Alabama huh that was in Alabama okay four thousand jobs going to save some fish and produce some economy. that's a win win that's a story yeah it's a win 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 what do you what do you got Susie in your world of news girl well this is interesting you got to hear this so everybody takes uber when they're drunk right i mean a lot of people drunk drivers will call uber right that's changed a lot so of the statistics drunk. so yeah it has but you know what uber actually came up with a patent application that's gonna actually with the algorithm try to detect if passengers are drunk when they're hailing what the are cab. they got what are they gonna turn the camera on no, looking at you? it's really it's really interesting they're actually gonna um it's gonna be like how the how they're holding the phone when they're hailing the cab how um how fast they type or how many errors or mistypes they make ah, so but they're also going to check it from historical rides and see if it's out of characteristic so if tyler you hail a uber and you're always misspelling you're not going to be one that's going to be identified <laughs> as drunk so okay. are you i All mean right. how I'm mis- misspelling would be the address it could be anything, or like uh, you know what, message? or a special direction. Pick me up in front. Because I figured if you misspell the address and you miss an Uber, then there you go. That's the test. Yeah. Yeah. But they're also, get- they're also going to check that history too. Is this a is this a current? Is this a recurring address? I see. So they're okay. going to check a few things. Well, I know they can spend a lot of money. Uh, if you, Tyler, if you get drunk getting some Uber, you blow up on on the carpets and stuff. Uh, that's like a hundred dollars. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Have you done that? No. I have not, but I've definitely You're hailed all responsible. Uber. Look at Tyler's all responsible. Well, what are you saying, Tyler? I've definitely hailed Ubers, you know, intoxicated before because that's why I use Uber. You right. Know? I think many people. That's. I mean, it you know, saves. It's a safe yeah. bet. It's a safe way to get home. Right. But the guy, the guy getting a call uh, on his phone to pick up. If so, does the algorithm? He does he figure that out? So here's what they're able to do. So they're not going to say no. We're not going to take you for a ride because they obviously want to keep that driver off the road. Right. What they are going to do is they may pair up the rider with a skilled driver, a more skilled driver. Okay. Uh, does that make sense? Which I think is kind of cool. Okay. What's next? I mean, therapists, Uber <laughs> yeah. therapists. I'm, I'm, I mean, for me, sometimes I, I have too many, and, and right. I call a lift and. I have a tendency to be one of them uh, funny drunks. 
I'm not a violent drunk. <laughs> You're not a violent means, drunk. But I would like a particular type of driver to, so I can, you know, to make them laugh at my yeah, sorry to, jokes. Right. Yeah, 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 to enhance your A driver a that's bit. not going to kick you out of the car, right? right a, right. a driver who literally is more patient, apparently. Isn't going to get distracted. Exactly. Okay. I can see that. And it's a twofold thing because I guess Uber has had many complaints on, like, you know, sexual harassment, I guess, for. Yeah. You know, so it really? goes twofold. Okay. So it's going to protect the driver. It'll protect the intoxicated passenger. And, you know, when you think about it, if an intoxicated passenger gets in the car, they are susceptible to, you know, to anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I like Lyft. I think Lyft has, uh, I don't know what you guys think, but Lyft to me seems to be a cleaner operation. You just like their Lyfty Award. I like the Lyfty Award, too. <laughs> I talked about that. Speaking of Lyfty Award, uh, we've had uh, ups and downs throughout the year, and we, we kind of shared a lot of our journey with you guys. Um, before we get into some of the show topic review, we'd like to sort of spread out some car care tips, if you want to call it that, from some of the things that we've had in the garage. Uh, and this past week uh, was pretty interesting. We had a particular gentleman with a Cadillac. And this has been an ongoing problem for two months. And he would call in, hey, when I drive over these railroad tracks, I get my stability control light comes on. So he'd come in the garage, and we couldn't really find anything, nothing hard of evidence. Well, time went on, and it got worse. And finally, he dropped it off, and we dug deeper. And sure enough, what we found, we were expecting the stability track control sensor, mm-hmm. steering angle sensor, yeah. I should say, which is in the steering wheel. It's very common if you have a GM, uh, for that matter, for many vehicles. And so we actually, before we uh, went in to get into that component, we ordered this steering angle sensor, the related updated connector, and off we go. We were into the repair. And what we found was the angle sensor wasn't a problem or the connector. There was actually a retainer. It looks like a small little brush, like a little comb, tiny guy, maybe no. an inch or two. And it's what keeps that connection stable. Hmm. So that would explain That's his, interesting. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, but if you drive a Cadillac or for that matter, uh, I think the point is we don't always have a bad component. It could be a connection issue. Uh, one of the first steps that you'll find in, in any flow chart when you're actually checking electrical under the hood. You guys can do this uh, on the weekend if you're listening. It's to really get back to basics and make sure the connectors are good. Right. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. So we're going to uh, continue on. We're going to dive into the past year. Uh, Susie, I, and Tyler are hanging with you. We are going back in time for the year. The highs, the lows, some of the shows we thought were pretty cool and definitely going to cover uh, some of the very unique guests that we have. You guys stick around. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Well, all right. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Frank, Susie, and of course, Tyler uh, rejoining with you guys. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us. This is our last show of the year, and we figured we'd give it a year in review. Some of the good, bad, and ugly, and of course, the shows that we've had. We've had, uh, I don't know, close to 50 shows. We do the weekly uh, live show out of Evit. Uh, every Wednesday, and of course, it's played up in the podcast Sunday and then Saturday, uh, KFNX. One of the great shows that I thought was really had a powerful message. We always hear in the news 
uh, certain portions of society, whether you're in Chicago, New York, or L.A., um, it, it seems like there's a have and have nots. Like there are certain folks that don't have a fighting chance. They're in the communities, and they seem to be in this vicious cycle. Uh, we had Larry Witherspoon on. I was actually able to go to college on a football scholarship, but I kind of lost my way. I was using drugs and dealing drugs. Like, what am I doing with my life? I'm going to either end up dead or in jail. At that point, I kind of did a 180 and was like, I just want to be positive with whatever I'm doing. Went back and got my degree. And then I moved to Atlanta, and I intentionally moved into an inner-city neighborhood. Got the idea to incorporate my love of cars. I'd start a repair shop and just employ them. We uh, currently work with Fulton County Juvenile Court, Superior Court, State Department of Juvenile Justice. Uh, that was show number 119, and of course, you guys can catch that. Go back to iTunes uh, podcast and find that. But Larry's running this Atlanta training center, and he's actually breaking that vicious cycle of incarceration through some pretty incredible automotive education. And I don't know if you remember, Yeah, Susie, he's making a huge impact. He is making, and, and I've actually followed up with him uh, the last few months. Of course, I didn't talk to him personally, but I can tell by way of some of his social media posts that his program's getting bigger. You know, look, at the end of the day, it has to be sponsored. It has to be, there has to be some money put into these programs or else they die. Right. Uh, Larry actually decided after college that he was going to move back into the inner city. He could have easily gotten a better gig and lived in a better neighborhood and he decided you know i'm going to take my skill set and he created this atlanta uh training program so uh you can find larry uh, out in atlanta and as well as the uh, uh facebook post of course uh, we'll have that link in fact we're going to have all the show links uh throughout social media but I, I enjoyed that show that was a good show it's impacting like we don't think we can do anything oh um, it's inspiring it is it is inspiring Tyler, you've had a few occasions. Uh, when you came out of the East Valley Institute of Technology as a younger technician, mm -hmm. you've had some occasion to give back your skill set. I try to as much as I can. You know, uh, I'm fortunate enough with what we do. We uh, have interns with EVIT, and uh, they come and work with us, and I try and teach them everything I know and any advice I can give them and yeah. how to get a little... I mean, it's never a perfect science, but I think uh, I always said no. that, you know, the part of the, the situation with the industry right now with the shortage of mechanics is we got to go from a now hiring to a now mentoring. Now mentoring, yeah. Susie, we do a lot of stuff in the garage throughout the year in that respect. Oh, absolutely. In fact, we, we love our uh, intern right now, Luca. Yeah, Luca. A big kid. shout out to Luca Calhoun. <laughs> I mean, he came to us. He was 16. Yeah. Yep. He What is he, 17 now? We yep, watched him 17. graduate. Yeah, yeah, we I did. Saw. He graduated high school. Yep. But I think I think the point is uh, when you look at guys like Larry Witherspoon and 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 yourself, Tyler, you don't have to do that. I mean, you could work your day, get through it, and be done with it. But you make it a point to it help. Does. In this case, to help Luke out. Uh, of course, you know it feels good to give back, and then it also you you're helping. I guess you're just helping people. You feel like you're growing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, when you teach others, you definitely grow. And when you ask Luca, too, did you learn a lot? And he's always, every day, saying, I learned so much today. Man, I wish yeah. I had that opportunity yeah. when I was uh, coming up like that. Um, one of the things I think the industry has seen is, I think we did it to ourselves, is let's just face it, some of the senior technicians when I was coming up, you know, working at the dealership and stuff, they weren't that quick to lend a hand or help out. Not I mean, their head was in the in the hood and... 
every man for himself. You ever work in a, an environment like that, Tyler? Somewhat, yeah. My last shop was very, uh, actually very much so like that. You know, uh, figure it out yourself more so. And yeah, good luck. As an entry-level technician, did you find yourself working on cars or not really? You know, the opportunity, opportunity itself was far and few between. between. Uh, mainly just, hey, clean this up for me. Or you sweep, think that's a problem this. for a lot of younger technicians? I know, I know we're doing a year in review. We've had plenty of shows on, on the deal. but It doesn't help you expand when, when it's that situation because you're not able to show your worth. In, in that aspect, I think. Yeah, you feel belittled when... Oh, 100%. When, see, because some garage owners feel that, uh, well, these kids don't know anything, and so we, we really can't put them under the, the hood of a car. You know, with, with anything you do in life, there's going to be mistakes you make, and if you're going to, you know, have someone coming up and try and have them take that next step, you have to accept the mistakes they may make. And, it should be supervised. I think it yeah, should be, 100%. you know, like here in the garage, we do the crosshood check. So, Susie, uh, let's move on. So, uh, we talked about uh, Larry Witherspoon, the, uh, breaking the vicious cycle of incarceration, doing some great things. What sticks out uh, for the past year? A show What's that your... sticks out for me is the uh, the Hot Wheels. So, we got an exciting show. Uh, Larry Wood's going to join us, the father of Hot Wheels, legendary designer. We're going to talk to Ken Vela, Wicked Customs. He's got a wicked Porsche. 125 horsepower, a 914 four-cylinder air-cooled nitrous injection. Bat rod that he built with his own hands. That rat rod had dually rear tires, had a diesel motor. That's what Hot Wheels is. Cool show. Larry, I, I, Larry I, was a cool cat. Yeah. I, I like Larry. Yeah, yeah, just his creativity um, to generate these, these cool cars is just amazing. And they're still around today for 99 cents. Well, that was a point he made. He said, where, where can you go where you have a product that hasn't changed the price? That's right. Still, one of the things that was cool that, that uh, Larry had said, he had designed uh, early, early days. Now, mind you, he was the designer. Right. Uh, the first guy to really hit, of course, back in the day, I think it was uh, 60s, 70s. He, right. They only had three or four or five cars. Now they've got, gosh, you can get cars in anything. That's and, right. And, but he had said that he designed a tow truck. I forget the name of the tow truck, but what was show number? Was, was it uh, show 122? Was right. it the Bone Chiller? No, or not no? the Bone Chiller. That was my favorite. That was your, yeah. Uh, but no, he designed the, the key was he designed this truck. He put his With phone, phone number. With a phone number. He put his That's phone right. number on it. And he had phone calls. Yes, from, he did. Uh, so what show again? I'm sorry. 122. 122. So if you're listening, an amazing show, actually, getting into sort of how Hot Wheels uh, started. Um, and, you know, the details of that. And, of course, Ken Vela. With the Hot Wheels tour. Yeah, Ken Vela sort of uh, was uh, side-by-side with uh, Hot Wheels National uh, doing the national tour where you could, you know, build your ride and possibly be selected as the next Hot Wheels. I think that's done. I think they've announced that. I don't know. Have they? I don't know. I haven't followed through, but I I know uh, that was a cool show. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was pretty cool to get And wasn't that when we discovered Larry and Ken actually, he worked for him? Like 30 years? No, no that was, was that another. Show? That was different. That was Joe Bortz. Bortz, yes, yeah, that's right. Gonna, which I have is another one of my... So, Tyler, I mean, you've got... you, Tyler, you're not always on the show. You come in once in a while. Yeah, I like to pop Hang my head on. in and say yeah. hi. And, and the, the reality is we're running on an active garage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of us, and, and I'm grateful to you guys, uh, Susie, especially you, man, because uh, you're... You're running the service counter, the service lounge, and 
and uh, for us to be able to pull this off. So you guys know, I mean, uh, it does take planning, but it literally, we leave the garage at what time? What, at 3? 2 and 3 o'clock, yeah. Yeah, and then boom, we're right in at 4 o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we write the show notes. But Tyler, you've been on a few times. What, what show strikes out uh, to you? I really like the uh, Is My Vehicle Dead to Me? Because I feel like that's a really good show. It's a really good question a lot of people have problems yep. with. They told me it was going to be more than what it was, the car was even worth. I had a Pontiac Grand Am 04 that uh, would cost me over $1,000 in repair to fix. Didn't do it. Was that you went to the mechanic, you went to the dealer, and it was a bad investment. I had to replace the transmission, also all the bushings, and part of the engine went bad, so it was a mistake to just fix the car because it was a lot of money invested on that thing. So. I fixed it and I spent like almost 2200 bucks and then I wanted to trade it in and uh, they gave me the same credit, 500 bucks, so it wasn't worth it at all. It was a Hyundai Sonata. I thought I was going to have it for like 225, 300,000 miles. I thought I'm a pretty good uh, steward of my vehicle, but uh, it was a transmission and they were like, how much do you like this car? And I was like, oh, it's just a car. Is it worthy of fixing it? Is it, it? worthy yeah. of fixing it? Yeah. Or, yeah. or should I invest in a new car when is that point you know you have to make uh that was show 109 show 109 yeah that's a big question yeah. Susie. people come in there is it worth fixing the car when we talk about the um national average is what 12 to 1500 that you will spend on your vehicle over sixty thousand. Yeah. miles. that's mm-hmm. a tough decision uh many of you listening uh have a sentiment right you're sentimental with your ride i'll say sentimental yep and throughout the years i've seen it where i've I felt like I was doing somebody a favor and saying, hey, don't spend the money. Right. No, 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 this was given to me. And uh, what comes to mind is we we had a really amazing gal come in the garage with it. Was it a Chevy Cavalier? Oh, oh yes. 1989 yep. Yep. Chevy Cavalier uh, V6, if V6, I remember. Yeah. A little small. I think it was a 2.8. And, and she said, yes, we want to put a motor in that. Mm-hmm. And the car wasn't in bad shape, but mm-hmm. it was an '89, but and yeah. it's not a car you often see kept alive. You don't. But, but it wasn't was, it her dad's? It was her dad's. Yeah. yeah. And I think later on in the year, she has another car. Yeah, she, she does a Trans Am. She's got a Pontiac. <laughs> so we we saw we saw her at a car show. Yes, we and did. Of course, it was hugs and all that. Hey, thanks for taking care of my. But that just proves the point. Like we, if you're listening and you go in a garage and they're, you know, they're showing some indifference. That's not cool, right? You, right. you want to you want to be able to have a relationship where you can trust. Yep. Um, that, like you said, that show was really diving into: is this vehicle dead to me? Like, yeah. do I need to spend the money on it? I think people struggle with that, Tyler. Oh, a hundred percent. I have a, I have a friend that's nineteen years old who she got a car from her grandma. It's good enough, but she's like, mm, I don't want to spend the money on this anymore. And, it, and they're not major repairs. She's looking to buy a brand new car. I'm like, well, I think some people don't want to see a mechanic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, I mean, we're 100%. spending it in other ways, but you know, there's there's a sense there. Let me ask you, since you're talking, uh, you know, this particular gal that just wants to be set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. Do you find that a lot of your friends are? I don't want to drive. I have a, I have a couple. Yeah, I. Do not feel that way. Of course not. <laughs> you know, me, yeah. but uh, a lot of my friends Uber everywhere, Lyft everywhere. Yeah. It's Is easier. that a millennial thing? 
I don't. I don't know what's millennial. It's Millennials. Not? That's a little later. Later. Uh, okay. Generation Z. Right. Z. So generation it's not Z. quite millennials. A cutoff. Like, okay. But millennials are. You know, they're taking other modes of transportation, especially it, in big cities. Sure. I mean, I didn't drive. Yeah. In, Personal in New preference. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, what used to be easier to take the bus, it's easier to take a lift. Yeah. Well, I think I always said that I think our, our great grandkids or they're going to look at us, maybe our grandkids. All those people, <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. they <laughs> drove. They, drove, yeah. they were yeah. schmucks. I mean, because we only use the vehicles, what, 10, 8, 10% of the time? Yeah. So, I mean, if, if that's a reality check yeah. that most people can, but we want the convenience. We like the freedom. I don't think that's going away yeah. uh, by any means. But uh, uh, so, vehicle dead to me. Vehicle dead. That was your, one of your favorites. Uh, speaking of guests, uh, we've had quite a few uh, mechanics. I love having our local, you know, garage owners on the show. And I always, throughout social media, say, if you're listening, you've got a garage and you want to be on the show. We're hopeful that 2019 brings us a little closer to the technology. Uh, and we'd love to have you on the show talking about your garage. But we've had several pretty cool uh, mechanics and garage owners, and I, I think like one of the biggest premises of Wrench Nation is not only to journey some cool and fascinating guests and the things that they do, but really to just tell the story of our industry. And it, you know, I don't believe in a polished scenario. I think uh, so. Our future in 2019 is going to get closer to that. And again, for us to be able to Susie to have this mobile setup where we set up these mics in the garage, I think that's pretty cool. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of, I got lost track. I got a little emotional with the whole spread the word in the industry. <laughs> we had Lee and Kelly Weatherby of Accurate Automotive. Oh, I love them. Such a spirited people, but they were behind our $4,000 scholarship. Yeah. Um, and for many of you that have been listening to the show for a while, the first year was a female scholarship. Right. You know, we, it was mm -hmm. dedicated mm -hmm. towards uh, female scholarship. And I struggled a little bit with that, honestly. Sure. I thought... You opened it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, I, if we had more money, more people, right? And maybe next year we will. Maybe right. we'll... Maybe you know, give I'm working on some things mm -hmm. in the background. But, you know, to be able to give a scholarship, it should be open to everyone. But our first year was the female. Female. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, that was in 2017. 17. Right. Right. And Lee and Kelly Weatherby were behind that. Mm -hmm. Kelly came on the show, and she was really passionate about getting behind you know, to that level of help. Right. She, I mean, her and her husband do many things in the garage for the community, but she just was really passionate behind getting, uh, you know, uh, the women and, and our guys out there uh, an opportunity. Uh, Tyler, you went to school with some cats that couldn't afford the school. You think that's a big, I mean, I it's automotive school right now. I couldn't now. afford the school. Yeah. I couldn't afford the school at all. Uh, I was lucky enough to get in when I did with Evit uh, for the... Uh, how did that happen? Give people a scenario since we're talking about, like, how did you approach that? I was lucky enough at the time, it is no longer, it was called the 22 and under program. If you were under 22 years of age, you could go to a trade school for free. And Evit was a part of that. So I was uh, able to walk into that and only pay class fees, which was around $100 and take the entire course. What's a course like that cost now? Um, I this was four thousand. Sure. I think I it's like, four thousand dollars. I'm not sure about the automotive, yeah. but for the welding, it was eight thousand dollars. Yeah, for one year. And I think uh, not to knock the private schools like uh, Wild Tech or mm -hmm. UTI. UTI and, you know, yeah. Those are some great programs, but 
um, you had the flexibility too to be able to get in and do the classwork, but also work outside. 100%. They were very, very, very flexible with um, me coming into the shop and working around my schedule and still providing the same education. Right. No, that's so was key. it like a grant? Is that what you... Yeah, I think they stripped that program. And this is it the problem. Uh, I forget who said it. I, I think it was uh, possibly said on the show or I forget. But um, LA, to give you an example, had like well over 100 high schools that had automotive program. And I think it's down to four, and they're getting it down to two. Oh, my. So, like, here we are. We're in the industry. Of course, we're going to want to promote all this. Yep. And, but there are reasons for that. I think next year we are going to dive in deeper to that. In okay. fact, uh, I will tease out in January, we've got Jennifer Maher from uh, Tech Force Foundation. She's going to come on. Nice. And they do a lot, huge level of... Uh, you know, scholarships for kids. but Yeah, so I think I need to correct myself. When I talked about EVID earlier, I think I said technological, but it's a trade school. It's a I, trade, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's all right. It's our first. All in, around. Yeah, it's okay. In the garage, we're sitting. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. I will tell you this, MacBook Pro is saying my disc is almost full. So I think we should take a break. Uh, let our sponsors, uh, and, and a big shout out to our sponsors, Bolt-On Technology as well as Parts Authority. We're going to come back. We're talking about the year in review. We're going to dive into some more of the uh, fascinating guests, uh, the highs and lows, uh, and uh, cover some of the topics. Of course, you can find us on iTunes. We'd love it if you guys can subscribe over there. Maybe give us a review. Until then, stay tuned. Next, the year in review. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation, Car Talk. Uh, Frank, Susie, and, of course, Tyler hanging with you guys. Uh, we're talking a little bit about the year in review. Of course, you can catch a lot of the shows that we're talking about. Quite a few. Inside of 50, I think we did this year. Uh, WrenchNation.tv. And please, if it's your first time listening to the show, we invite you uh, to head on over to Facebook. We've got some activity there. We try to uh, tease out the show topics that we have. And also, the Inside the Garage series videos. Uh, for the last two months, it's been very, very hectic. Um, we try to put out the garage tip videos. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to dive in a little more next year into the sort of the business management operation side. I think that's important. And you mentioned, Tyler, I think this is really key before we get into the shout-outs, that this being our very first Inside the Garage podcast, like we went out and got the gear. We are literally sitting in a bay. In a bay. Inside the garage right now. Yeah, and it's a little chilly. In a cold it's a garage. Chilly. And it's a little chilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you, it's nice. it's you nice. guys are laughing at us from back east and midwest, but I thought in the summer it's going to be... It'll, Challenging. It'll be, yeah, it'll be nice and toasty at some point. 110 degrees in the garage <laughs> here in, in uh, Chandler, uh, Arizona, outside of Phoenix. But uh, speaking of inside the garage videos, uh, Tyler, you're a testament because you've done an amazing job helping me out with these videos. In the summer, it gets challenging for sound because the coolers the are coolers, blaring. coolers, man. The coolers kill us sometimes. So I think one of our goals is to get better sound. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but, uh, People yeah. get creamed on YouTube if the sound. Sound, man. Sound, yeah. Video sound quality, yeah. Yeah. 
How's but your sound over there, Susie? My sound is A-OK. There you go. All right. So we're, what I thought it would be cool, I mean, we, we're probably going to miss a ton of shout-out individuals, but, um, you know, doing this uh, in the evening after a long day of holiday shopping. You guys went shopping today? I didn't. You I didn't, didn't either. No. no. I did. I bought the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big enough for a turkey. I need, I, I'm, I'm waiting till uh, probably Christmas Day to uh, go Your shopping. Last minute. Yeah. Thank goodness for Jeff Bezos and Amazon. But Amazon's <laughs> even too late now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. It's too late for Amazon. Yep. But uh, shout outs. Uh, we have a relationship and, and have to bring this up. Um, and I want to tell you guys why we have this relationship. I think it's important. The show isn't a commercialized show, although it's nice to have folks that support the show Mm -hmm. and you know during the break you hear parts authority and you hear bolt-on technology and i made a decision when sort of putting this show together uh just over two years ago that i want to do business with people uh and have sponsors that i know personally like i do business with and so bolt-on technology is the tablets the digital tablets and what that means is if you go into a garage and they give you an estimate, and it's kind of chicken scratched out. You're not sure. You're like, do I need this? Bolt-on gives you the ability as a technician to actually take pictures. Uh, actually, they have a whole suite of... I say pictures, videos, yeah. everything. And I know on the service counter, talk about what Bolt-on does up at the service counter for Well, us. first of all, customers love this this technique because they actually get to open up the link and they get to see the pictures. So you're sending see, a text message. We're sending a text message. Yeah. yeah. And the customers actually get to see what caused, you know, what caused their, their concern. And then we just also added bolt on has this feature. It's almost like watching. Oh, your the pizza. status. Yeah. The status report where I always tell folks is like watching your pizza cook with Domino's. But we actually will update people quietly. They get a little OK, waiting for parts. Cars yep. completed. Inspecting. Yeah, inspecting. Yep. Yeah. So it's funny because the customers will be standing at the counter where we're checking them in, and as soon as we as soon as we create a work order, you'll hear ding on their phone, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, you just sent me a text." And then it's it's kind of cool because then we explain. I think transparency is key, and I think it brings us uh, one of our goals here in the garage. Uh, I think we probably have three or four big goals for 2019 is to try to go paper free. Uh, it's not yes. easy. Yes. Um, that is not but easy. We're, we've been. We've been with Bolt-On since uh, 2013. We were very early adopters. And Mike Riesich, uh, Frank Dragoni, of course, JB comes on the show and does the little Bolt-On challenge question. But we are truly grateful to Bolt-On for their support of the show. They were the first supporters, uh, and they help us uh, tremendously. So if you're a shop owner and you're listening, or if you're a customer, potential consumer listening, you know, tell your local garage about Bolt-On. Um, there are a few other uh, digital outfits out there. The bottom line is just go digital, and I think that helps the consumer. Technicians, did you feel like you had sort of resistance to doing the tablet? Did Like you felt like it took longer? Or? No, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah. I adapted very well to it. It gives you more of a workflow as well with our inspections. You yeah, know, once you it, get into a behavior set where you're doing, yeah. Yeah, no, I, it was, I love it. Yeah. Parts Authority is another uh, outfit, a big company. They've got over 150 stores nationally. Uh, they distribute uh, original equipment parts, and I've had a relationship here with the garage uh, for many, many years with Parts Authority, mm-hmm. and they came on board and, and sort of supported the show. And uh, again, if you're... Uh, a garage owner or a technician, you want quality parts. and But you also want options, and I think this is cool. Susie, we get a lot of folks in the garage that, hey, they're selling their cars, and they may not want to spend 
on that AC Delco original equipment or, you know, this uh, original equipment, uh, ASIN comes to mind, Motorcraft. Not that that's wrong, but, you know, that may be a little more than they want to spend. And what I generally like about Parts Authority is they have a whole collection of parts to give you options. They do. You know, and that helps us because there's no sense if somebody says, I want to get rid of my car in a month, you know, we want to help them with their cost. So kudos to Parts Authority. Uh, Jim Crossan uh, is a rock star. And uh, speaking of Jim uh, Crossan and Parts Authority, we had a chance to hang out with uh, Blake Alexander again. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Tyler and I went out to Pomona and... You know, I was a Pomona virgin to NHL. I've never, can <laughs> so, you believe So was I. I've never been out to no. Pomona. I've, I've talked to many people about Pomona. I've read about it and, you know, talked to many people about just the, the amazing uh, history. Of, uh, we didn't have a chance. They have actually a museum out there. Oh, yeah, the museum. That Next looks, time we go out, we'll great. go. But we got a chance to hang out with Blake Alexander. Pronto uh, Auto, uh, National Auto Parts is sort of a consortium which uh, Parts Authority is a part of. Uh, Pronto has uh, Blake Alexander and that NHRR team as one of the uh, sort of lead sponsors for Pronto. And Blake is a genuine guy. Oh, very, yeah, he very, is. very. And young. The guy's yeah. pretty young. And He's, his wife, too. It's just adorable. Yeah, and I got a, I got a chance to talk to Blake a little deeper, and, and Blake has a marketing mind. Yeah? Oh, yeah. He's, that's his gig. And so when, you know, what do you do when you're not running down, uh, you know, 10,000 horsepower rail down the... What do you do? something else to do. And what he does is he spends a lot of time marketing Building the his team, feature. that whole team. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Um, I ran into Blake Alexander several times throughout the year with different industry gigs for uh, Pronto and Parts Authority, and amazing guys. So a big shout-out to Parts Authority and Bolt-On Technology. Again, I invite you guys to... Uh, Visit with them and, and give them an opportunity. Susie, you got any shout outs for the folks yeah, uh, for you know, the past one, year? Yeah, one comes to mind is uh, Tony Barraz. He was a guest on our show and he talked about the Indy car history. And winning the Indy 500 is like winning the World Series, right? So the drivers and the teams put a lot of effort into it. And you can see that, you know, driver to driver, individual to individual. You know, some are real heads down and quiet and really focused. Game face. They got their game face, no doubt. Other drivers are just real kind of loose and fun-loving, and this is going to be great, and this this is what I've been waiting for. And the closer you get to the green flag, the more and more all of that kind of ancillary stuff, dealing with sponsors and, you know, wife and kids and all that, all that just kind of falls away. He went way back yeah, in yeah, he did. way back in time. And he, uh, he runs uh, automoblog.net. And just he's a, one of the writers. Yeah, yeah he's one of the yeah. writers. And he, he was just a really interesting guy. What, what, I'm, what I think about, Tony Barraz, absolutely. He's an amazing automotive journalist. And that particular show, I don't know if we have a show number uh, that we can give. Again, you can get on ranchnation.tv and certainly on iTunes, you can kind of peruse through. And by the way, SoundCloud as well. I forget all the different, but if you're, if you're a podcaster, you're, you're in the arena of yeah. Google Play and all that. But what strikes me out is pretty cool what Tony helped us with, with Wrench Nation. And we, and we love the little help, right? Yeah. Let's face yeah. it, like, we're, I don't have a huge budget to send this thing flying out, you know, all over internet land. What show number is so it? So 127 is show the show 127. number. Legacy Indie Ebook. Right. So he uh, wrote a wrote a book on the legendary of course, the, history of the Brickyard. The Brickyard, but mm-hmm. also that show was really covering 
the history of Indianapolis and how that town just converts into a major, major affair uh, for the Indy. And Tony and automoblog.net, they actually gave us a pretty cool write-up. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if they said Thanks. they were hashtag posseized or whatever, rich nation <laughs> posse. But it, I, I really, I think we all are. We're grateful when we get some of the major automotive uh, industry publications and, you know, the, the journalists out there that actually, you know, not only they enjoy kind of hanging out, but they give us a write-up. And that's really, it's helpful. I mean, mm -hmm. we, I'm not saying that's what we're after, but let's face it. I mean, we're a small show and we appreciate it. It's all good. Any other shout-outs? Tyler, you got any shout-outs? I have uh, two shout-outs. I have Randy Baker and Cody Metcalf. Uh, with Evit, Randy Baker is no longer with Evit. He was an instructor for many years, uh, fantastic guy. And when he uh, retired, Cody Metcalf stepped into his shoes, and uh, perfect fit, exact same passion uh, and drive. He's a young guy, and to actually come he's out, he's a key. He's a talented technician. Yeah, he's I was a key say, technician. To come out of the the technician field, making more dedicate, money. Oh yeah, took a step down financially for sure. Yeah. Um, and to dedicate that to the future of the automotive industry is uh, inspiring yeah. in itself. It, it now, didn't too. Randy pave the path for you to join? 100%. Randy was actually uh, my instructor when I came to intern here. He gave me the, uh, the call and asked me the night before if I wanted to come down to an independent shop here in Chandler. And right. I said yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, Randy Baker, uh, he was a stalwart. Uh, even he retired and he was very admired and, of course, you know, it's not easy finding automotive instructors. Not at all. And they, they struggle with that. A lot of the uh, technology schools, and, and I think as well as in the private sector, whether it be at community college level, but uh, Cody Metcalf Cody came Metcalf. out of nowhere. Yeah, nowhere. And but. he is blazing it away. In fact, Cody will be on. We're, I believe we've got him booked for the uh, January. We're doing uh, okay. Tech Force Foundation. We're going to dive into some some of the topic as to what's this all about, this shortage of uh, mechanics. I mean, I think there's some generalized conversation, and it doesn't go any deeper than that. I think many are trying to make a difference, and the industry is moving a little bit in a direction to change ways yeah. effectively, yeah. you know. But Cody, we're supposed to get Cody Metcalf on that show. Uh Susie Q, Susie Sockets, who do you got there for shout-out? Another one would have been Ray West, our World War II vet. The time we was pulling into Guam, we run out of fuel. Couldn't, couldn't get enough fuel for engines to run. So I immediately knew what the problem was. We had a restriction from the tank to our main supply of our engine. So I took the hatch off of the diesel tank got down in it and got and swam down into the suction side of the uh, the line that got, fed our engine and found a big rag that sucked the, in through the the suction side of that right and so pulled, you're saying it you, out of there. you you went into yes into the diesel the diesel tank and swam down into the suction side of the tank to get that rag out of there that the construction people left in during the war. That was Great. so wicked awesome. Yeah, World War II vet mechanic. Ex mechanic. That was, I love that show. Yeah, and, and he's he was, 92. 
crazy how he made it. He drove from where? Like he, Cottonwood or something. Well, that was almost uh, 80, 90 miles away. Yeah. Did he drive? His No, his wife. Did. His wife. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't drive anymore. But that was another. I totally forgot about that show. Yeah. And that was interesting. he accounted one of the stories he had, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, the ship was dead in the water, diesel yeah. engines. And he actually went into the diesel tank where the reservoir of diesel fuel was hanging out, swam in this diesel fuel to get down to the fuel pump. And there was a rag, a cotton yeah, rag. A rag. Oh, rag. <laughs> there was a rag restricting it. And yep. it, this wasn't just some casual, okay, we can have a picnic now. They were at. They were in the South Pacific. They were. It was. It, it was, was bad. It was detrimental. Yeah. Yeah. And so he saved the day, and and it was really cool to, to have somebody of that age uh, who's very fragile and sharp as a whistle, and I, I remember asking him a question: What do you think about the new this the generation, new, yeah. like the Tylers of the world? And I was expecting him to say. They're good for nothings. Right. But he didn't. Exact he, opposite. Exact opposite. And in fact, he further went on to say that, you know, hard work is the core of everything. Yep. From any generation. And but so. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. No, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I don't, I don't, look, I think uh, it's, it's odd how generations work where, you know, our parents told us, <laughs> oh, you don't do that. They're crazy. And they listen to that rock and roll or whatever <laughs> they say. And now somehow we twist it with Tyler and your generation. Yeah, I think it's a natural evolution of... uh, of It is, and we just got to communicate. I always said, you just got to meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. Like, Um, I uh, talk to a lot of other garage owners across the country, and, you know, pretty much the sentiment is, you know, I don't know how to speak their language. Like, like you guys are from another planet. We're not. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. But Ray Ray West, Ray West, I think he, he said it best, and... He did say that, you know, no matter what generation, it, it the underline is the hard work. That's right. Any generational individual can be lazy. I don't think oh, it's just... Oh, yeah, d- generational. Uh, yeah. So that no. was a good show. I don't know if we have a show number to that, but you guys can check it out. RanchNation.tv. That was the uh, World War II uh, veteran uh, mechanic, Ray West, that hung out with us. And um, I think as far as shout-outs, there's plenty of you guys that actually came down to the garage. Uh, we had the $50 Visa Challenge uh, gift cards. Uh, sometimes Frank forgot to buy the gift card, <laughs> and we just gave you $50 cash. <laughs> my, my accountant is going to love that. Hey, if, Frank, not to interrupt, but it was show 129, the Veterans Tribute. All right, 129. You can catch that. You guys can binge listen and listen what you think. And I always say, like, we... Love to hear from you. And a lot of you gotten out uh, on Facebook and direct messaged us about show ideas. I think this platform is going to allow us to get more flexible, uh, portable. So now we've got our roadie stands. We've got these Shure mics. We've got this Yamaha mixer. We've got the Sterling uh, phone splitter. And we're using, for now, this garage band to record. So give us your show ideas. And... You know, we expect a little talk here on the future. We expect next year to do bigger and greater things by bringing colorful stories. One of the things, uh, Tyler, you mentioned on the break that you enjoyed doing this is that it's it's it, impromptu a little bit, a little but bit, but it, but it's comfortable. It right. is, and it, I want to see like more home. of that. Yeah, yeah. It, we're not you know, in the studio. I have to reflect. And Susie, we talk about this all the time. When you invite somebody into like a radio studio, they get nervous. That's it's intimidating. Yeah, intimidated. Yeah, it, it, 
first time for sure is definitely uh, yeah a little scary. But so I'm hoping this breaks that barrier. Uh, can't guarantee it, but I'll tease this out to you guys for sure. We are going to be covering Barrett Jackson. That was the door chime. <laughs> yeah, the we're in the garage. Yeah. Who's yeah. coming in? Yeah, who's coming in? Uh, we're closed <laughs> for business, but uh, we are going to uh, cover Barrett Jackson. We're really excited. Of course, last year uh, we did the Russo and Steel. We had Drew Alcazar on uh, and did some uh, interviewing with him about the one of the biggest car shows. And certainly Barrett Jackson is the largest. Uh, uh, both are great shows. Mm-hmm. But this year we were hopeful to get Craig Jackson on in January. Uh, but just extremely grateful to get any representative from uh, Barrett Jackson. And my hope is that we can take this portable setup and actually take it to the show. Uh, my understanding is the live auction is owned by Discovery, so we won't be able to do anything there. But to be able to just kind of mix and mingle with folks uh, setting up this uh, portable setup. Uh, so, you know, on that thought, that's kind of the idea for next year is to do more in the field and and uh, get folks to, you know, we want to meet them where they're at, mm-hmm. you know. 100%. I think you make a good point, Tyler. It, it's tough. You know, you, you set these shows up and get folks in and... They're not who they are no, in the studio. No, 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 no. Now, Frank, didn't you say we were in the top five? I well, you guys check it out. I car talk on iTunes. If you type in mm-hmm. iTunes, mm-hmm. we come up at least in the top ten. Okay, and it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't care about the top, bottom, whatever. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's therapy. For it me, is therapy for you. And, and I want to open that up to many people Yikes. in the industry. Uh, I want to open that up for folks to have an outlet, you know, to share their story. That's what's beautiful about podcasting. And, and certainly with Wrench Nation, that's the premise. And, you know, during the past year, we, we saw things evolve really cool and, and really grateful that we've had some pretty awesome guests. And um, I can't guarantee it, but we're in talks with a few others. Uh, in talks, what does that mean? It's like, hey, can you, can you? You emailed us, but we're waiting for another email, that sort of thing, the back and forth. And I don't want to mention specifics and names now. I can tell you that we are are doing Tech Force Foundation. Uh, Jennifer Maher, the CEO, does an amazing job, uh, who has the backing of uh, many of the automotive industry snap-on and and, uh, many of the manufacturers that uh, essentially keep that program going so that they can support scholarships to the automotive uh, students out there and get them in the trade. So we're going to have her on the show for sure. Um, and then certainly Barrett Jackson, we've got booked, and I think we've got a couple other things for January. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. It's so almost, it's almost like we need a two-hour show today to give those shout-outs because we right. certainly <laughs> have more people that we, we could do, have spoken and about. And we forgot a lot of uh, people. What is the what is the guy with the flying? Oh, Tommy. Tommy, uh, Tony Del Monte. Is it Tony? Uh, Tony. Are well, you yeah. Talking about the flying Rio or no, which one? Flying, the flying Rio. Rio. Yeah, Tommy. He's local. And then we have a fellow out of uh, Long Island, Tony. Oh, oh, Tony. Yeah, okay. And then we've got Rich Borza out of Cleveland. Okay. we got a list of names. And oh, I yeah, just yeah. can't remember. And list Sorry. of names. Yeah, but I you guys rock. We, Tony, we, Tony Del Monte or we, something? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of the listeners. Yes. <laughs> one out of five. And we appreciate. No, <laughs> no man. We yeah. appreciate you guys. And that, that's the bottom line. And so I invite you guys to check out some of the year-end shows. It's been special for us. Um, you know, and at times it's work for us to be able to, you know, put some guests together and everyone's busy and so on. So Tyler, last words before we get out. Uh, last words. Looking back on the year and in previous years, Wrench Nation, I think, uh, I appreciate Wrench Nation. 
the ability to go to the places we've gone and meet the incredible people we've met and just hear the stories people have. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. Tyler's the guy that's hanging. He's holding the camera. He's got the gear bag. I'm in the background. He makes sure Frank doesn't lose his keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, brother. I admire no, you, hand pump, brother. You. Appreciate you. Next year is going to be a big year. Susie, what are you thinking next year? What What do you see? What would you like more of from Ranch Nation? Ranch Nation. Well, you know, yeah. life is just a try, and you know, this journey is amazing. It the journey that you've that you've allowed us to to ride on with you, Frank. It's just incredible. Oh, it's not. I'm not no carpet. You're right on my no. no. It's our journey, man. But it's a it, but it's a journey that that you started, and, you're the, and we've you're been the door. grateful. You're yeah. the door to the yep. journey. Yeah. So if you're tuning in, man, uh, make it your journey. You're not only to sort of hang with us and listen to the show, but if you're no matter what you do, if you would like to be on the show, um, you know we're an automotive community, but I think more importantly, we like to share uh, some of the failures. I think that's what we're going to see more of. Uh, I want to open up this podcast to some of the mistakes, the hardcore mistakes that can happen in, in just a garage and and the things that you can take away. A lot of youngsters are listening. A lot of younger entrepreneurs are listening. And I think there's too much sizzle out there. You know, we see what success looks yeah. like and we don't know, like, truly That's true. the story yeah. behind it. So we're going to do our bit to to not only bring you some more powerful guests and some of the things that they've done. And um, also, Frank, you know what? Yeah. Take a chance because you know what? I was never, I was not in the automotive industry. I mean, I spent majority of my life as, as a grocer, as a banker, as a retailer, mm -hmm. and I would have never thought in 100 years I'd be in the automotive industry. A lot of people told me, what are you doing? When we got together, Susie, what, a little over a year ago? Yeah. And I'm blind to that. I always go with my instinct and, and, and uh, the people passion. And some would say, ah, oh, you're passion, you're being an idiot. What about the skill set? What about the technical side of what you're hiring? And and uh, maybe that's a weak point for me. Maybe not. I, I haven't really failed at that over the years. And but it's having, worked for us. But you you yeah. came on board, and that's absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because you had no experience, no, other than life experience, and definitely know how to deal and hang and make people happy and deal with the, some of the calamities that can happen Absolutely. and how to turn things around. So Thank you, there you have it, a little insight to the Susie Sockets and Tyler mm -hmm. Torres. And uh, always grateful. Frank Lloyd's here with Wrench Nation. You guys get up onto the podcast, uh, iTunes. Uh, if you're catching this show for the first time, we so appreciate it. And if you've been hanging out with us through the thick and thin, man, we appreciate you guys too. We're signing off. We'll see you. Make 2019 an incredible year. It's not about the success. It's not about the failures. It is just the simple thing. Have the courage. And that's what it's about. Thanks for hanging. Wrench Nation. Come talk.